Hello, dear listener. This is Matthew from the Conference Talk podcast. Wanted to try something a little bit new today. As you know, with our normal episodes, we cover the conference talks from the most recent general conference of the church. So it takes us about six months to get through the talks from right now the October 2022 conference, right in time for the April 2023 conference when we'll start all over again. And these talks are a little bit more formal. They're planned out in advance. We have hosts and we have a schedule and a rotation. We have guests come on. I want to try and start something a little more informal. Once in a while, when I'm studying, and certainly when my other hosts are studying as well, we will come across a conference talk that's not from the most recent general conference that really speaks to us, or a little short story or an anecdote, or a way that a general authority worded something, and think, boy, that is something that's worth sharing, even though it's not from the past six months. Maybe it's a BYU devotional or a young adult devotional, whatever the case may be. So we wanted to create a channel or mechanism for us to be able to share little snippets once in a while. I don't know what we're going to call this yet, conference talk shorts, conference talk legacy. (laughs) We'll come up with naming in a moment. But I did want to get the ball started by sharing something I noticed in my studies recently. President Iron gave two interesting talks that are very related in October 2019 and April 2021. Holiness in the plan of salvation, holiness in the plan of happiness, excuse me, in October 2019, and I'd love to see the temple in April 2021. And he tells a very personal and very powerful story in both of those talks. Now, it's interesting when a prophet repeats things, you pay attention. And just like when you're studying the Gospels in the New Testament this year, you can compare Matthew and Mark and see how they emphasize different details or the different versions of the first vision account that emphasize different aspects of what God said. President Eyring also slightly changed or added to his story in his second telling in a way that I think is impressive. So his story is fairly straightforward. He's going through the temple for his own endowments for the first time. His parents are going with him. He's going into the Salt Lake Temple. He talks about the fear and the trepidation. Well, maybe that's not the right word. The anticipation that he feels, wondering if he's really prepared and how he knew nothing about what to expect. He walks in and his parents start chatting with their friend at the recommend desk. He walks on alone. He's greeted by this short little white-haired lady that he thinks is an angel because she calls him by his name. He doesn't realize that he's got a name tag now. Someone put that on there. Um, And he walks past her. And I've never been in the Salt Lake Temple, but maybe those of you who have can identify this room. He says it's a very tall room with a ceiling way up high, and it's just incredibly light. And as he gets in there, he has this very distinct impression. And in his mind, he says, I have been in this lighted place before. And he receives another impression, this one from the Spirit, answering that, saying, no, you have never been here before. You are remembering a moment before you were born. You were in a sacred place like this. That's the wording in the 2019 talk. Now, switch over to 2019 talk, sorry, to the 2021 talk, and he adds more words. So a year and a half later, he decides to retell the story and add more context. And the Spirit says, no, you've never been in this place before. You were remembering a moment before you were born. You were in a sacred place like this. You felt the Savior was about to come into the place where you stood. And you felt happiness because you were eager to see him. Now, I wonder what prompted President Eyring to retell this same story 18 months later with that added detail of his pre-existence experience, that pre-existent memory. Now, my takeaways for this talk, these two talks, 
are a fewfold. Number one, I wish that I had this kind of spiritual experience in the temple when I went through for the first time. I did not. It was um, unsettling may not be the right word, but I was not prepared, and my nerves just got in the way of whatever the Spirit was trying to teach me that day. I remember we finally got into the Sussel room, and my dad was basking in this celestial heavenly glow like President Eyring. I said, don't you want to just stay here forever? And I said, nope, I'm ready to go, Holmes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it took a lot of revisiting the temple before I was finally able to catch a little bit of the spirit of what President Eyring and my dad were obviously feeling and my nerves and my brain could kind of get out of the way for a little bit. Um, but what I did recognize and did resonate with from President Eyring's talks was when he describes a spirit answering, he specifically says, and then I heard these words, not in my own voice. That is something I have learned to resonate with a lot more. Elder Bednar discusses how the most frequent question he got asked back when he was uh, president of Rick's College was, how do I tell if it's the spirit or me. Have you ever had that question? I, I had that question for 20-something years of my life. I couldn't tell the difference. I'm starting to be able to tell the difference, no, in the past several years. And the reason is because of what President Eyring says, where it's not my own voice. My mind is a, usually a chaotic jumble of words and thoughts and four different things going on at once. It's very hard to tell when it's a spirit. But every once in a while, when a thought comes through, I'll take a look at it and say, huh, that doesn't sound like the way I would have phrased it. That doesn't sound like a connection I would have made. That doesn't sound like an idea I would have come up with if left to my own devices. And I began to realize after a while that was a tender mercy from Heavenly Father, putting his little signature on the little impression saying, here, I know that this is just in this giant disorganized chaos that is your mind, but this one's different. It looks different. It sounds different. It's worded differently. This is how you know this is not from you. It's from me. And so that's just a little tender mercy that God gave me. And I wanted to share that with you in case any of you are going through the same questions that I have. Pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to which ones really don't sound like you. Those are the ones that are not of your voice. And if they are inspiring you to do good, well, there's one voice that you know that they're coming from. Anyways, six minutes, nice short episode. We'll have a lot more of these going forward, a lot less formal. See you next time.